0: This is Masters in Travel, a rendezvous at the intersection of travel and business to accelerate your success. I'm your host, Whitney, owner of Undiscovered Sunsets. Each episode, we have one goal in mind, to share experiences, insights, and resources to help you maximize your potential. Masters in Travel is a podcast, community, and academy for travel advisors by travel advisors, and I'm so glad to have you join the conversation. Get ready to become a master in travel.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Masters in Travel. I am Brianna Glenn with Milk and Honey Travels. And I'm Kate Sullivan with Anthology Travel. And today we are flipping the script just a little bit. Our guest for this special episode is normally on the other side of the mic, doing the interviews and shining as the podcast host. I'm sure you know her fairly well if you've ever listened to this podcast before, because she is usually here doing a great job doing the interviewing portion, but that is our job today. Today, we're turning it over and letting her be in the hot seat because she's been spending months dreaming about developing and bringing to life something called The Hive. And literally speaking, I really think this is going to change your life. I am not exaggerating, and I am super excited to
2: find out so much more about it. So as professional travel advisors, technology is imperative to running our day-to-day businesses, both efficiently and effectively. It allows us to connect with our clients in a more seamless manner, making us look more professional, and it saves us time and energy. What's interesting, we use all these different kinds of technologies, but we don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. How did the concept get started in the first place? How are decisions made? How did they decide what features to build next? So today we're going to learn about the Hive. And here to talk to us about it is Whitney Schindler, owner of Undiscovered Sundance and founder of Masters in Travel and the Hive. Welcome, Whitney. hey.
0: Hey. hey. Feels a little different. Does that feel weird? This is, this is really weird and I'm so nervous.
1: <laughs> ah, well, hey, I'm sure you're going to do well because you are great about just sharing everything that's in your brain and letting us kind of along on the journey. So I think we should just dive in because yes, I'm super please. excited for what you have to share. So let's start at the very beginning. What is the hive?
0: Whatever you're researching right now, the question that you can't find an answer to, it's on the hive. The Hive is a platform that revolutionizes the way knowledge and insights are shared between travel advisors. It is all the information that you have and all the information that you want in one place. Okay. And well,
2: I'm that, so sounds, excited. <laughs> that sounds, I like it. I said,
1: life changing. <laughs> <laughs> life changing. So, I mean, you hear that and you're like, okay, almost too good to be true how in the world does that even make sense? What does that mean? Because I think the fun part about it is that like something like this actually doesn't exist. So it's not like we're here to talk about like in comparison to this thing that you probably use over here is this. No, this is like actually a brand new platform, a brand new way of like doing things. And so
0: how does it work? So it's funny that you say that because when I was first having some very, very early discussions with technology developers, not, I mean, they're like tech people, not related to the travel industry at all. I was describing my vision for what this thing would look like. And they were like, okay, I think there's a thing that maybe kind of works like that sort of in this other industry. Like they were just like grasping (laughs) at straws, like trying to conceptualize what I was talking about. But when I explained it to travel advisors, everybody was like, yes, please, that makes sense. Like make this now. So it is in in the most boring way possible. It is a really, really robust database. It is... Thousands and thousands and thousands of lines of a spreadsheet that I, along with six other people, have been working on over the last seven months, scouring every single representation company and consortia and wholesaler and hotel portfolio that we can find all over the world to bring all of the information that we're constantly seeking out and that we know exists. like We know where it all is, right? And just bringing it into one platform so that you don't have to open up 35 tabs for every question or every new inquiry that you start working on. Like, is that only me? Are you judging judging the number of tabs I've opened? (laughs) No, I know that that, like, that's what I do. And if anyone else is doing it any other way, like that it's, it's literally, oh, you want to go. For a week to Morocco, a place that I've never been, and you want to know how much it's gonna cost and who I should work with, be right back. And I literally just hold down my command key and just be like T T T T T T T T T S L H L H W Virtuoso Signature, you know, every single portfolio and company that I can think of, just to slowly start narrowing down like what's even out there, what are the options. And that has been our reality. That's been my reality since day one of starting this business. And I remember on day one thinking, there has got to be a different way to do this. There's got to be a better way. Right. And, and now I'm in year eight and there's still no better there's, way. Like I'm still opening 65 way. tabs. Right. Yeah. And now I've just added like a few extra Facebook groups to the search.
1: And you know, more tabs to open. It's not like, I do. Got, yeah, I do. That's I all do. that happens. <laughs> the and you process just figure out the yeah, more information. Yeah. Which is more,
0: great- more years in business, more tabs open because yes. you learned about more rep companies that you didn't know about before.
1: <laughs> yes. And that's true because I, I honestly think that that's when I first heard about the high from you, it was literally voicing frustration about that exact thing. Like, yeah, I went to a rep lunch and I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot you rep this. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Here and I re- forgot that I learned about that. But now you're reminding me. And it's probably been the seventh time you reminded me, but I don't have a way to kind of like keep it all together. And I literally, I think I said to you, like, if you have a spreadsheet that looks like this, that has all this information, I will buy it from you. And you were like, I am creating something. And right then I wanted to kiss you on the mouth. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think in addition, w- one quick side, embarrassing story to admit, I have learned on more than one occasion that I booked virtuoso hotels not through virtuoso because I didn't find it through virtuoso. I found it through like Mr. and Mrs. Smith or design hotels or something like that. And I didn't know that the hotel was virtuoso until they sat down in front of me at virtuoso travel week. And I just like talk about a head smack. I just had honeymooners there. They weren't like upgraded. They didn't get all the amenities, you know, all the things. And he just looked at me like, how could this possibly happen? And I just looked at him like, do you have any idea? Right. how much information we are sorting through on a regular basis. Like I obviously didn't do this intentionally and I feel terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I was like embarrassed. My honestly. A supercomputer.
0: There's only so much information I can hold up here. Mm-hmm. So. And it was a country that I had never been to. It was a property that I was really excited to find, but it was a new to me property. Now I know it really well and I recommend it all the time, but at the time I, I didn't, I really didn't. And it was also, I remember like a lower budget honeymoon. And so I think that I just like, didn't even look at virtuoso because I felt like they're going to price out of everything. So I needed to focus on the smaller kind of hotel portfolios. And I just, I, I mean, I was a new advisor. It was a new destination. Like all the things just fell into place in a way that I booked a virtuoso property without knowing it. Yeah. And it was embarrassing to admit when he sat down in front of me, I was like, oh crap. (laughs) We live and we learn. No more. (laughs) It will not happen anymore. In addition to thousands and thousands and thousands of lines on, on a spreadsheet, the most important component of this platform, and I think what really drove me to actually do this, because a database is awesome and it's something that like you would pay for a spreadsheet, but that's all that it is. It's a spreadsheet. What actually got me to think, no, this is more than a spreadsheet. It has to be elevated onto some piece of technology is the, the feedback that I wanted to be mm. able to gather from our colleagues. So... I wanted to be able to go on FAMs and site inspections and on personal vacations and be able to come back and say, Hey, I stayed this. These are my thoughts. This is how I rate the spa. This is how I rate the food. This is how I rate the client experience. This is how I rate the concierge service. And then I also wanted a place where when I get feedback from my clients that they say, Oh my gosh, that spa was absolutely the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. I wanted a place to keep that, but also share that. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. wanted a place where I could go dig into the brains of you all instead of texting you at midnight all the time and just say like, man, I know that Brianna knows Bali really well. I know she knows Costa Rica. I know she knows Sri Lanka. I know she knows South Africa. Like what are her favorite places without having to bother you all the time about it? And same Kate with you with Paris and and Portugal and Spain. And so I took the database concept one step further to actually add in this kind of rating and being able to share our feedback and our clients' feedback on a platform that everyone can access.
1: I love it. I hope you guys are getting excited, even though it's a lot of <laughs> techie
0: talk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, no, I could I go real so deep simple. in the techie talk. No, I was just gonna say, I mean, I have like a massive, really complex Google sheet that I keep for my own benefit of like my own thoughts of every hotel I've ever been to every show that i've been to everybody i've ever met with you know every site inspection i've done so that even a destination that i know as well as paris right like i need to go to my own spreadsheet to check those things like i don't have to you know, all the details mm-hmm. for thir- you know 47 hotels in my brain i just can't do it right. you know so i have my go to exactly. that i go to over and over but you know every use case is different every time we're researching you know for a new mm-hmm. client we're essentially starting from scratch which is You know, I think the way to, because you want everything to be customized, you don't want to just have your things that you habitually booked just because you know them. It's
0: like in the cases where you don't start from scratch, you start from like square two (laughs) instead of square one, you know, it's like, okay, I know Paris really well. I know all of the, the neighborhoods. I know that these five properties are really my favorite, but this is a family of five who really does not want to be split up into two rooms. And so I've got to find a room or a suite or something that's going to work And now suddenly my top five or six hotels that I like to work with are out. They're either priced out or they don't even have those connecting rooms available. Like it's just not even an option. And so then I am back to square one. And those are the moments where I just feel like,
2: when is my
0: experience going to benefit me? Because it always seems like I'm starting from scratch. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Right. That's kind of a good, like what I'm wondering Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, we all have gone through and we've kind of been in business for the same amount of time. So, we've all gone through these like points of frustration of being like, oh, this is so frustrating. So, for Mm -hmm. you, what was that moment where you stopped saying, this is so frustrating and just rolling your eyes like I do and said, no, actually, I'm (laughs) going to do something about it. What was that thing that caused you to be like, you know what? There's a problem. I can actually be the one to solve it.
0: I think it was a combination of, when emotions progressed beyond frustration Mm -hmm. and actually turned into negative client feedback with based on information that I had received from non-trusted resources. And I had to take that information because I didn't have anything else to work with. So this particular situation was more related to like, a DMC, like, Hey, who can I work with in this country that I've never really been to? And I don't really know anything about. And this isn't like a high, a high-end super spendy trip. So like my consortia DMCs aren't going to work. I've already tried. I've already asked them. I really need something that's going to be a little bit lower and a little bit more flexible, you know? And I was just really looking for like that, that DMC kick. And it was a situation where I exhausted all resources and between Facebook groups and community forums and host agency chats and friends. I mean, I literally exhausted all resources and really only got one recommendation that was even going to remotely potentially possibly work. Right. And it, and it didn't turn out well. Right. And that scarred me as a professional trying to always go above and beyond and do everything I can to make the most. Fantastic experience for clients, but also like that client didn't turn into a repeat client. That client's really disappointed with their trip, mm-hmm. and it didn't turn out well for the supplier either because it wasn't a good match. You know, like we talk about this all the time of the finding the best match isn't just about us, you know, making the sale or the client having a good time. It's also finding the right match for the the supplier and the provider on the ground because if there's any concerns or if things don't go right, then they're the ones getting the phone calls and the text messages in the moment of like, Hey, we don't like our hotel or this guy doesn't ride or the driver didn't show up. Like, you know, like it creates, it kind of wreaks havoc in everyone's daily lives. So that happened to me a handful of times combined with a really long, passionate multi-day back and forth voiced messaging with Kate Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we both, I was just so frustrated that just like, Why can't I just search DMCs that operate in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland that offer net pricing and breakdowns and that'll let me book my own hotels? why can't I just search that? <laughs> why do I have to, Why does this have to be so hard? And so we, it was Kate and I just talking about like, this is just a spreadsheet. It's just a spreadsheet. Like, why don't we just start a spreadsheet? And yeah. literally, yeah, literally she, that's what we both thought that this was. We were like, we're just going to make a spreadsheet with a lot of fancy filters. And like, this is going to be great. And it was kind of done at that. And it was a separate conversation that I shared with close girlfriends over happy hour here in Iowa and one of them works in tech. And she was Mm -hmm. like, You're describing a platform. And I was like, no, it's just a spreadsheet. And she was like, Whitney, all technology starts as a spreadsheet. I was like, (laughs) and so then it just kind of snowballed from there. You know, like you can, I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but like you talk and you talk and you talk and there's not nothing really specific that happens. But then you share it with one person. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm going to introduce you to somebody. And And then it and then it just (laughs) and then it just started rolling. And that happened last summer. Wow. Wow. And
1: quite honestly, building something of this magnitude is no easy feat if it was like the only thing you were doing. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, this is, this is not the only thing you're doing. Yeah. So how does one person who already has like a successful travel business and you run Masters in Travel, which is not only this wonderful Podcast, but it is resources for travel advisors and community groups and and think tank calls. So much that exists in masters in travel. If you don't know, figure it out because it's great. <laughs> Those things take up so much energy and time, and so now you are adding this third thing. Like, are you superwoman? That's my question.
0: No, i I think that I want this mm. so bad for myself, and I want this so bad for the travel advisor community that. I'm not superwoman. I've just learned to ask for help and I've been asking for help a lot over the last 12 months. And people are saying yes and they're helping. And it's happening. Yes.
1: We are so thankful because I think that that is actually one of the most beautiful things about this. And, and I think it is part of like the thing that drives you is, is building things for travel advisors that are for our benefit first and foremost, always and forever. So talk about that maybe like why this is. This is your baby, but our baby as like a community, like it is not for like as, as much as we love, appreciate suppliers, DMCs, all of that. Like this is not about them. This is about us.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's not about them and it's not, we still need them. We still need consortias. We need representation companies. We need hotel portfolios. This is all like one big master puzzle that I think is required to bring the travel industry together and the guidelines and parameters and the vetting and the relationships and you know all of that matters and the representation matters tremendously like representation companies if, if anything they need to grow and expand and get bigger and more niched and more specialized because I love them and and most of who I work with the most I discovered thanks to a representation company but this tool, It's for travel advisors in a way that I have wondered kind of ever since I got started in 2016, like, why isn't there a tool to support what we do every single day? You know, like we are selling millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars of travel each year, yet there's no like technology to support travel advisors is either non-existent or archaic. Very And, you know, CRMs are improving. Commission tracking is improving. Itinerary builders are there and they are improving. I mean, all of the tech that I use today either didn't exist or it was so new that I didn't know about it when I got started, but there is still no technology to my knowledge that truly supports the research process and the knowledge sharing for travel advisors. And I consider this to be a robust 30% or more of our day-to-day. It is what we spend the most time on is actually researching and building relationships, but then needing to keep that knowledge somewhere safe and then reaching out to colleagues and asking for their insights, but then answering text messages of people asking for our insights. I mean, it is such a big part of our day and of our week and of our workflow and of every single trip design. Yet there's never been any technology to support this part of our process. And I've just always wondered, you know, like, you know, why, why isn't this here? And I don't know what the answer is to that. But in building this database and with the team that... Kate, do you have an idea?
2: I do. I do, actually. <laughs> I, I just raised my hand for Kate, in the I back. Don't, I don't think like to have thought while you're on you're a roll, but I have a thought... I think honestly it's part of this kind of evolution of us as an industry and as a profession from something that's very task oriented and something that's very transactional into something that's much more advisory and much more of like a knowledge knowledge economy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that there are a lot of people outside of the industry that look at travel advisors and think of what we do as being a thing that requires a vast amount of knowledge both gained through personal experience but then also acquired through reading and conversation and you know, connections and relationships. And I think that may be the piece of it that's actually really difficult to describe to people outside the industry. You know what you were saying in the intro where you tell any advisor that you join them and they're like, oh my God, is it live yet? <laughs> like, how do I yeah, get access? Yeah. And you explain yeah. to someone else, someone outside the industry and they're kind of like, oh, I don't really get it. Like, what is it? Oh, it's a database. Right, Wait. exactly. You know, and I, and I, <laughs> I, think, I think that's a huge part of it. Like, I just was thinking while you were talking You know, my professional background before this was in corporate law and it strikes me as somewhat analogous to, you know, lawyers having to do research using books, like researching case law in books before LexisNexis became a thing, you know, that like it it is still possible to conduct research that way. No one does it because it's so arduous and time consuming. There's no, there's no world in which it makes sense to do that. when you have an electronic database that contains all of that knowledge and it's indexed and it's annotated. And it's searchable. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, I don't know, I think that's a huge piece of it, that we haven't really considered ourselves to be working within a knowledge economy in quite the same way that, you know, I think we often compare ourselves to like real estate agents or, you know, people who operate under a, a similar or analogous business model. But what they're doing isn't really quite the same. Mm-mm. You know, right. I, think, right. I think what we're doing is really acquiring and analyzing vast amounts of information. And we haven't to date really had a place to kind of store that and share those insights in a way that's easily digestible mm-hmm. and a way where you can have both objective and su- subjective criteria applied to it.
0: Well, and what I'm most excited about is that when I when I got started, I remember having all these thoughts of like, oh, there's no like tools for us to use, you know, like I'm literally researching the same way Now than I was before being a travel advisor, the biggest difference is that I'm better at it. I'm quicker at it. I have more relationships built. So I know how to like vet and what to look for and how to curate a selection of options better. And I don't use TripAdvisor or Lonely Planet anymore. But the fundamental way that I research and the the websites and the tools that I use today are not that much different than before I was a travel advisor. And I think that that is holding the travel industry back. I think like I- I really, really hope that providing a tool for travel advisors to research in a way that is not possible to the average everyday consumer that plans one trip per year or every couple of years actually elevates travel advisors to a level above consumers that is no longer even a point of conversation. Travel advisors are clearly, you know, above and above the average everyday traveler because we have tools that you don't have access to and we have a way to share our knowledge and our insights in a way that could never happen online anywhere else. So I I that's one thing I'm I'm really excited about and something else that kind of got this platform to where it is is a deep rooted frustration that I have that A lot of the way that we find out about suppliers is directly correlated to what they can pay to be a part of a program Mm -hmm. or to attend a certain event or to get in front of us in some way, shape, or form. And I want to know about all the suppliers. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I want to know about all the hotels. I want to know about all of the food tours and the cooking classes and the boat tours. I want to know about all of them. Not just the ones that can pay. Yeah, And that's been about a that. key. Yeah.
2: Is there selection criteria for the content in the hive? And if so, what is slash was the selection criteria?
0: There's no selection criteria. If you exist, you're in. And if you're not in, it's just because I don't know about you. And all you got to do is tell me about you. And you're in, in terms and, of suppliers. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then the, so Having that database be so vast and not just, hey, you belong mm-hmm. to the right consortia, you went to the right, right. conference, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, mm-hmm. from there, it is up to us collectively to say, thumbs up,
0: exactly. thumbs sideways, thumbs down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what that's what I've always wanted is I have I have felt this sort of uneasiness. With organizations or portfolios or representation companies or consortia, whoever it is, kind of telling me as an advisor, running my own business with my own clients and my own, you know, values and details that I'm looking for in a supplier, telling me who I should or shouldn't be working with. That always felt really uneasy to me. And I don't know that I could necessarily articulate that very well, you know, when I was getting started, but I value the, the vetting and the quality assurance that comes with those portfolios and those organizations, and I rely on them tremendously. But when I have a client request that is outside that scope, mm-hmm. I don't have resources to support me. And I need more resources to find who is a local inbound DMC that's not part of a big consortia or that's not part of a big kind of organization or trade show that I might know about. And how can I learn about them? And then how can I, as a professional travel advisor, do my due diligence to decide if they are a good fit for me and my client? How can I, like, I want the control back. I want travel advisors to have the control back to make that decision of who they work with. And to if they don't work with someone, it's because they made that intentional decision for various reasons. And that's how they've decided to run their business. And it's not because they just didn't know about them, because they couldn't pay to attend a conference or be a part of a portfolio to get in front of us.
1: Right. So what's going to be required of us then as
0: members of the Hive to make to make
1: this the best that it can be?
0: Sharing, sharing our knowledge and our experiences. So each time the platform, when you log in periodically, it will prompt you and say like, Hey, what you got, what you got coming up in the next few months. So that'll be related to your personal trips, to your FAMs, to your site inspections, things like this. Mm -hmm. And you'll say, so for me currently, if I logged into the Hive today, I would put, I'm going to Ireland for two weeks in April. And I'm staying at these 10 different hotels then in June, I'm going to be in Paris and Portugal. I'm staying at these hotels. I'm working with these DMCs, and I would just kind of like let the platform know what I'm doing over the next few months, hmm. and then the platform will automatically come prompt me after it knows that I'm home because I've given the dates, and will say like, "Hey, how did that go? How did that side inspection go? How did that stay go? How how was that tour with that DMC?" And I will then rate and review and say. This was great. I loved this. I didn't love that. I recommend this hotel for this type of client, but not that type of client. And then I rate and review every single hotel that I visited or stayed at or engaged with. The same will happen for client travels. So the platform will prompt us every once in a while and say, Hey, who do you have traveled in the next few months? And I'll be I'll be able to say, I've got a client headed to Paris next week. I've got other clients headed to Maui next month. Then in May, I've got two Portugals and I've got, you know, two Greece and I've got two this and two that and put in the dates. And then it will come back and ask me after it knows those trips are over and say, Did the clients offer any feedback? What did they say about, you know, their experience at this hotel or with this tour? And you can leave your review and 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 share that experience so that it it's saved and cataloged for you, mm-hmm. for your personal business, but also right. so that other advisors can see like, oh, Whitney was just in Ireland and she stayed at Sheen Falls Lodge. Like, how did that go? Right. Go find out, go see right. what I said about it. It's
2: fabulous. Can you talk a little <laughs> bit more about that aspect of it? Sorry. The, the, that kind of, I don't want to call it like social network. Cause that's not what it is, but the, the, like, will I be able to see anyone's? Does it have to be a two-way street? Can I, mm-hmm. you know, lurk on people who I, you know, know are <laughs> reputable sources from other, you know, from their reputation or people that I sort of know through maybe my host yeah, agency that I don't know Creep on advisors like, that you only yeah, know on it, Instagram. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's the beauty of it is that this is something that I also feel really strongly about that I have, I have your guys' phone numbers. I can text you whenever I want, but that wasn't the case five years ago. So I would just stalk you on Instagram and like creepily follow and figure out like where you were staying and what you thought. Like, why not just break the walls down, break the silos down and just here, if you don't know me, that's okay. But I just stayed at this hotel and here's what I thought. Like, why does that have to be secret information? So social feedback, like the social component of the platform will all be open. So if I go to a hotel, for example, I'll see maybe it has 75 ratings and reviews, and I'll be able to see the combined score of what, you know, overall, what does the community think, but that might not be the best feedback for you. You might be looking specifically for like, okay, but my clients are like really discerning and they're really going to this resort because they want to golf or they want to go, they want a spa or they want to whatever. So then you'll be able to go through individual ratings and reviews to see like, okay, but what do people think about the golf, you know, and not just like a 99% positive from a bunch of clients who didn't golf, you know? So you'll be Mm -hmm. able to see who left the reviews, what they said. You'll be able to go in deeper to the categorical breakdown of how they rated and reviewed individual components of that hotel. You'll be able to see everything. All of the social feedback and ratings is is open platform-wide. What will be private are your notes. And you can decide to share your notes with as many people as you want or with no one. So notes might be what you're taking down during a webinar during a fam, during a conversation over cocktails with advisors on your own personal stay at a trade show, like whatever notes you want to keep, those will be private. So no one on the platform will be able to access your notes unless you identify them as a quote unquote team member, but anyone can be a team member. It's not related to Mm -hmm. your actual host or your business. Like us three could be team members. If we all agreed that we wanted to mutually share our notes.
1: I agree i cool.
0: to be your team member. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Let's talk about, because I, I want to just make it kind of clear when we're talking about how we're potentially changing how we do something now versus how it can be different with the hive. So for now, for instance, like Facebook groups, you know, that's a, a very, like, if I'm not sure about something and I kind of want like a collective opinion, or I'm hoping that somebody can just tell me exactly the answer mm-hmm. that I'm looking for, yes. I Think about what Facebook group might be a good place to post this. And those people, well, maybe not for this question. I'll go here and I'll post uh-huh. it and then I'll see who answers. And if I know them and I trust them, I'm like, okay, good. But if I good. don't know them, I'm like, who the heck are they? Why yeah. do I go with that or do I not? Which I think goes back to like <laughs> even your frustration point of building this in the first place. But yeah, kind of talk me through just really candidly, I guess, like how is this different than a Facebook group?
0: The first most kind of biggest, most apparent way to me is that a Facebook group is really, really great to ask a question and get an answer in the moment. So when you post somebody answers within an hour, you have a quick back and forth. You say, good thumbs up. That's the, that's the hotel that felt right to me. But now I have even more insights for that. I'm going to go offer that to my client. And once that moment passes, it passes. So of course you can go into a Facebook group and you can search has anyone ever talked about, you know, this hotel that I'm looking at in Belize? And maybe they have, and maybe they haven't. And so then there's a few search results that come up, but the conversation is irrelevant. It's not exactly what you're looking for. It's about that hotel you're looking for, but it's not about the topic that you're looking for, or it's two years old, or, you know, it's just, it's just no longer relevant. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you find those old posts and sometimes you don't. So I think what is beautiful about having a really organized, concise, all-in-one platform is A, it's not 12 different Facebook groups that you're trying to decide, like, which is going to be the best one and definitely not posting the same question 12 times Mm because we see that y'all, but actually asking for very specific insights to the community on the hive. And then that insight that is pulled out of yes this room plus this room equals this connecting room and you just got to call them to confirm it. Or like this room offers the most beautiful view, ask for the junior suite, but over in the corner on the 10th floor for your honeymooners, like those types of little insights that are shared and often lost in the moment in a Facebook group will be pulled out of the conversation and saved on the high for all that want to see it the next time they search that hotel. Mm. So it's not, It's not. this is not a recreation of a, it's not a fancy Facebook group. Right. This is actually like a place where you can, A, find all the information you need about a hotel. And if there isn't information, you can ping people who specifically know about that destination because they've identified that on their profile. Like maybe they said they're a France specialist or a Caribbean specialist. It will also automatically ping people who have already told the platform that they've been there and that they've stayed there or that they've had clients there. And so when you bring technology into this type of a Facebook group or community forum type of setting, suddenly we have data on advisors. The platform knows that I was in Italy last October. So if somebody asks about Casa Angelina, it's going to ping me.
2: Wow.
0: And I'd be like, oh yeah, I was there. I love this. You definitely have to check this out. They're not going to tell you this on the website, but definitely go do X, Y, and Z. Right. And it's not going to ping just like anybody and everybody on the platform just because they're, they're breathing on the platform. So nice. I think that's like the biggest difference than the, than the Facebook groups is that it becomes like a knowledge hub. It becomes a holder of the information and it provides a space where we can take like that knowledge and those insights and those little tidbits and then just put it on the hotel profile and not leave it like buried, you know, right. in all these notes and comments. Which by but the outside- way, I didn't quite realize that,
1: that capability, which is something mm-hmm. I've learned new today and I'm uh-huh. excited even more but okay. Yeah,
0: on. and I think it's also different just in that Facebook groups are are really hard because sometimes you get no responses. Right. And sometimes you get 12 responses. Sometimes people respond to your question and don't answer your question and like start a whole new conversation that's completely irrelevant and then you end up with nothing. And it's just like, "Wait, but I still am wondering" about that thing that I asked. And so it's just, this is, we want there to be collaboration and conversation, but there will be moderators in there to say like, Hey, you know, coming back to you, you asked your question. Did you get your question answered?
2: Mm -hmm. And you
0: can say no. And, And the platform and the community and us behind the platform will be there to say, let's go make sure that person gets the answer that they're looking for. And that people don't just get distracted and like go on with their day. We are there to find answers. And it, we are, and then once we find the answer, it will be housed in the platform forever and always moving forward so that anyone who has that question can quickly access it.
1: Love that.
0: So, I mean, these questions can be anything from, you know, like, is the beach swimmable? Like they say they have a kids club, but do they have a zero entry pool? For anyone with a toddler who can't swim, that is a game changer. <laughs> right, right you know like these are the types of details that you just can't really find even on hotel websites and so that's what I'm looking to provide on the platform and if I can't get it then I'm going to ask somebody who can or I'm going to call the hotel and say like you say you have like kids pools but like is it zero entry like for real like talk talk to me about this kid situation because that information matters yeah love that
1: I think it's so all three of us kind of have a similar type of business, right? Similar business models, a lot of overlap. And we do custom FITs mainly. Does Mm -hmm. five work for different types of travel advisors or maybe those with different business models?
0: Yeah, all suppliers, if I know about them, they're on there. And if I don't know about them, then tell me about them and they'll be on there. So that includes tours. So everything from like a Globus or a Tauk to an Exodus or an Intrepid or G Adventures, all the way to more specialized, you know, like a backroads type of tour. Those tours are on there. We want feedback as well. Now, feedback for those types of tours isn't going to be like a day-by-day breakdown of your 14-day whirlwind tour of Ireland, but it will be, hey, who runs small group tours in Ireland? Boom. Results. Tauk. Globus Backroads. Oh, mm-hmm. good to know. And then you might even be able to discover one that you didn't know about, or discover one that you forgot about. How often does that happen? All like, the oh I forgot mm-hmm. to look at that website. And same for like day day tours. So like your context and your secret food tours, and your live Italy and culinary back streets, and kind of those. They they will all be on there. So you can not only discover like, hey, I need a small group tour in Florence. Who is even operating in Florence? And then you might find out, find out about Town. Did you know about Town mm-hmm. previously? I didn't be- a year ago. <laughs> now I do. Now I've been to the top of the Duomo with Florencetown, but I didn't used to know about them. And right. so it's this, it creates this really great opportunity to discover, but then also to like narrow it down and then see like who's in each of these cities, who's in each of these destinations, and who, you know, which of these companies might be the best fit for clients. Cruises are on there. In a way that we can talk about cruise lines and compare one to the next and talk about ships because clients often have, clients and advisors often have feedback specifically about ships. And so, you know, they'll have like separate feedback. Like Amma Waterways was great on the Rhine, like in Austria and and Hungary and, and Prague, that kind of itinerary. But I was on you know blah 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 whatever ship that's a little bit older so like if there's an opportunity to be on blah 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 ship that's newer and renovated like that's feedback that's important for advisors i want that feedback i i cannot keep track of all 6500 ships that are sailing around the world so that type of feedback will be on there for cruises so they're all there so whatever your whatever you're looking for it can be as big and as kind of like eagle's eye view of man, I've never planned Portugal before. What regions in Portugal should I be paying attention to? All the way down to super granular to be like, which small group food tours are operating in Porto?
1: Mm. Fantastic. Talk to me about like some of the conversations you've had just with advisors where you have been able to specifically say like, oh, this is what the hive will do. Like, here's your pain (laughs) point. Here's the like, Light bulb, brilliant solution that is coming your way. Date TBD, I'm not sure, but like, what are some of those things that you've been able to share with other advisors when you hear their pain points?
0: You mean about the specific types of questions that they're having and that they're struggling with? Yeah. I think it's, tell me if this is not what you mean, but the way that I'm understanding this question is like big questions centered around finding connecting rooms with hotels and how to accommodate families in a comfortable way really big questions around DMCs that operate in multiple countries that are all like neighboring countries. So like the Italy, Austria, Switzerland situation, or like the Spain and Portugal, or like the Portugal and Morocco. There's always questions about who can cover, like, what can I find one DMC to do all of this? There's always questions about like DMCs when it comes to who will let me piece things together, who will give me the breakdown of pricing, who will let me book my own hotels. A lot of questions about that and that's also information that i will be reaching out to every dmc and asking do you do this right. and just getting all of the answers and putting it in one platform when it comes to hotels i think the biggest one of the biggest pain points for me <laughs> is when i go to a community forum or a facebook group or whatever wherever it is even just texting you know you guys and being like hey i need, like what are your favorite hotels in lisbon and then 10 hotels come back and I've heard of all of them, but how much do those hotels cost? Right. Like there's, like there's
1: no context. And if I are, say, yeah.
0: if I say moderate, like what the heck is your moderate? What, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. It means Not like my means, moderate. Yeah. And like three, four and five star technically means nothing. Google it. I spent a lot of time Googling it. It technically <laughs> means nothing. Or for the people who have defined it, that only works like in their country and it doesn't like cross borders. And so it's just like. I mean, so many hotels say that they're five-star and it's like, that's not, no, that's not what I'm looking for when I think of five-star. So I, a big pain point for myself is price points of like, I'm looking for a five-star luxury property in the Caribbean. And then I'm, but in my mind, I'm thinking like, I probably need something that's like six or $700 a night. And all of these beautiful recommendations come in that are all 1500 plus per night starting. And it's like, Okay. Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I mean, that was that that was helpful, but not helpful at exactly. the same time. So yeah. back to square one. Yeah. So that's also information that is really really hard to gather. Mm-hmm. A lot of I have found that a lot of people get real kind of antsy when you ask about prices. How much. Per day, should I plan to work with XYZ DMC in this destination? How, what is your average starting price point at your hotel? And suddenly, when you're asking for prices, suppliers always come back, like, oh, I don't know. I got to reach out and ask for availability and I got to quote and they got to get everything in writing. And it's like three weeks later. And it was like, guys, I took 30 seconds to just kind of ballpark it in my head. And recently, I came within 100 euros. I'm not joking. Wow. And that was me ballparking in thirty seconds. So it's just like we can ballpark things. Just help us help you plan this trip. Help us ballpark. And so one thing that I'm working very hard to get onto the hive is for every hotel that there's just a general price point,
1: mm-hmm. like, and it's a
0: range. It's not three seventy five, three hundred seventy five dollars and sixty seven cents per night for the standard room with a garden view. You know, it's it's not so detailed. It's literally our entry level rooms generally start between $300 and $400 per night. Right. Yeah. That's, that's all we really need to like filter down the results and the possible things that we're looking for to say, you know, like when somebody, recommends 10 different hotels and they're all beautiful, but we can see within a millisecond, oh, that's out of range. That's out of range. That's out of range. That's out of range. Instead of spending the next half an hour, opening up those 10 tabs, putting, putting in the same dates yes. 10 yes. times yes. and then seeing about availability only that's to find out that in. none of them will work. <laughs> 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 ah! oh Pain
1: points. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then also to even that point like now even if when you find your hotel, now you know that it is LHW, like you know you mm-hmm. already know like where it belongs, who reps it, all of those other yes. things as
0: well. How to that, book it, it? How to book yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, so when someone I think that's another thing that I love that is a lot different than a Facebook group is it's really easy for people to just like spout off kind of hotel names, but then you always see in Facebook groups like the next questions are like does anyone rep this? Does anyone have a, an email mm-hmm. like which part, how, how can I book this? What's the best way to do this? And so that's the biggest most Fabulous labor of love we've been working on over the last six months is going through every single hotel portfolio that exists. So we're talking all the consortia, SLH, LHW, Smith, Tablet, Classic, Ultimate Jet Vacation. I mean, just all of them. And just going through all their hotel portfolios and being like, this hotel is part of none of them they just randomly are repped by one rep company. And <laughs> right. This hotel is part of all of them. X, <laughs> right. X, 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 X. And so when you're on the hive and you ask like, hey, I'm looking for a hotel in London for a family, you know, roughly around these parameters that when people say, try this, have you checked this, have you checked that? In one little preview of the hotel, you see what consortia they're a part of, what hotel collections they're a part of, and if they're repped by anyone. You know in an instant fabulous, where that hotel is and how it lands in the world so that you can do your professional little hamster wheel and go, mm, I love that portfolio. That's not my favorite one. Love that rep. Let's reach out to this one first. Boom. You're on your way. Perfection. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I'm just thinking of, I mean, I use Nayara as much as possible in Costa Rica, but it's just kind of like, oh yeah. Do I reach out to Bennett Mercado? Do I reach out to LHW? Do I reach out to the virtuoso person? Like What's the best I got to remember, is, first exactly. of all, I got to get it all in my brain and then make the decision. Oh, like, but just having it just right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I, I think that this will help us all also elevate our trip planning because it is really, really great that you know and love Nayara and Costa Rica and there's everything to love about Nayara. Like it's fabulous. But is it fabulous for every single client that you plan for? Is it fabulous wow. for every single trip design that you work on? Might there be another hotel nearby that is super cute and boutique that you haven't seen and that you forgot about yeah. or and <laughs> half the price or that you yeah. haven't even learned about yet and that right. you're just glossing over it because you're just in your Costa Rica beast mode? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, that's kind of always what's in the back of my mind of like, man, I know I really love these five hotels in Paris, but like, are they the I best? Missing? Yeah. Like, yeah. Are, am I missing something yeah. else? Are they the best for There's that club? Five which is,
1: which is, yeah, which is actually what makes us take on the word advisor, as Kate said in the beginning, like, Mm -hmm. that's great that I love this property. But I I think that is part of the the message that I'm sending to clients. It literally, I'm not going on this trip. So it is literally my job to understand you and what Mm -hmm. is best for you and what you are looking for and prioritize and match that with the right experience, property, guide, Mm -hmm. all of the things like that is what I am promising to clients. And that is what being an advisor really means, not just being like, well, I honeymooned at Nayara, so every <laughs> so other everybody <laughs> should got a Nayara.
0: <laughs> Duh. <laughs> and I'm also excited just for the opportunity to just kind of elevate our conversations out of the, hey, what hotel do you like? And hey, what was that boat, that boat on the Seine that you tagged while you were in Paris? You know, like currently all of our conversations are centered around... Ugh, I know you told me about this one hotel this one time in somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Portugal, but like, what is it called again? Like, and imagine if I can just go to the hive, look up Kate's profile, look at her past Portugal trips and be like, Sal Lorenzo de Boracol, that's the one, that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And then actually be able to go back to Kate and say, talk to me about why you love this hotel so much. Mm. If we remove that like foundational kind of basic question, it actually provides space to have a more meaningful conversation. And right now I think that so, so many advisors are like stuck on this hamster wheel. Like just the other day I was, I was in DMs with Maddie Stuber of like, You put your clients on a dinner cruise on the scent, like there's an actual good one. And she was like, No, there's not a good one. You know, like they insisted. And I was like, (laughs) I just wanted to do it. And so here you go. I was like, (laughs) there's there's the truth that I was looking for. Because if you just watched Instagram, it would have led you to believe that she's selling dinner cruises on the (laughs) scent. This is her go-to authentic (laughs) parents. And instead she was like, no, they're going to get the best creps in the city after this. They just wanted, you know, a, a right. nighttime cruise. And right. I was like, thank you for that honest insight. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, yeah. but imagine if I was able to discover that and to retain that information on a platform so that then I could go back to Maddie and be like, tell me about these creps and which one should I order and where are all of the locations, you know? Right. And it just, it just provides opportunity for a bigger, more expansive, more meaningful conversation. I think when you get all these little nitty gritty details out of the way.
1: And I think also, even back to your point of a lot of times, you know, as an advisor community, we have the people that we know either up close or from a distance a lot of the times. And so there are Instagram friends or we're watching their stories and it's like, what I post in my stories is not the whole picture. Like, let's, let's be honest. And so, but I feel betrayed,
2: Brianna. That's not
1: (laughs) You know, you know, if you ask me, like even Whitney the other day, she's like, where is that place you said? I'm like, listen, here's, here's okay. <laughs> I showed the good parts, but um, that exactly. type of information, like I'm happy to have it live on the hive. I'm not going to make it, it's not going to be client facing or even like, you know, hotel facing or something like that's just a little bit stickier. As much as I try to be honest, I'm only so honest. And so this is another opportunity for us to just really be able to speak our minds and and share the information that is the real truth and the whole truth. That is going to be helpful for other advisors who are maybe just looking at our stories and be like, oh, she must have loved that. Like, look at how great that experience looked. Look at how beautiful that meal was. And I'm like, no, it just pictured well, you know?
0: So you've reminded me of another detail that's probably important to share. This will all be private on the Hive. That's important, yeah. This is only for travel advisors. It's not a platform that's for anyone else to to be on or to partake in these conversations or what what I'm what I'm creating with the Hive is what's already happening in text messages and over cocktails and in private Facebook groups and in private community forums and think tanks and elevating it on a platform, but still staying true to this being for travel advisors. And I think that there is some really incredible potential to gather data that will support representation companies and that will support DMCs and hotels, but that data is coming from you know 80% of advisors love your hotel for connecting rooms but most people don't know that you have connecting rooms 75% of advisors love working with you as a DMC and say that if you invested in this one thing whether that is hiring or expanding to a nearby region or improving your proposals so that we can forward them on to clients you know whatever it is like if i if i'm able to gather data and say like the feedback that advisors are sharing is pointing in this direction, it actually will help everyone improve and everyone level up and work even closer together. Because I've often, I often have these moments, and which is just additional pain points that just is all spilling out in the form of the hive. Of like, sometimes I feel like with suppliers, we're working against each other, right? Like, are like we, we are. We're we supposed the team. to be on a team. Yeah, we're supposed to be on a team. But why is it so hard? So to understand if you have connecting rooms or not. Or why just to get like, do you is want it?
1: to work together? Or am I not a good fit? Like, there's just a lot of questions that need to be clarified. So
0: that why we can all have so a lovely hard? relationship. Yeah. Why is it so hard to understand that this DMC is really great for clients who are spending two K a day and above. And this DMC is a really great fit for clients who are looking for more of like 500 per person per day, whatever. Like why can't we just have that open, honest, transparent conversation? And so I I'm hoping the, the intention is that this platform is for travel advisors to share all ratings and conversations and feedback that is shared will be private. But I'm hoping that we are able to gather valuable data to be able to share with suppliers and then say, this is is the data that we have gathered. This is the path or the nuggets or the key insights that you need from the advisor community. Please go out and gather all of your other insights from your other stakeholders. But these are the advisor stakeholders. And this is what it might look like if we go down a path where we can work closer together and collaborate more cohesively.
1: Yeah, that's going to be great. Great, great, great. Whitney do you want to share how the platform is going to be set up like in terms of a membership or like how does it like how do we get on when, it yeah give it like to me for when it's when it's ready to be you know out in the world and and used by all of us like what's the process there
0: it is a platform that will be accessible by monthly subscription Great. for any users the hive.travel is the website where you can go learn more read about it, see some videos, see, get a sense and a feel of what it looks like and how this actually works. On Instagram, at thehive.travel is where I'm sharing kind of use cases of Mm. the types of information that's being shared and all of the ways to use it. Because it's also really important for me to... That when someone joins a new platform, that there's going to be like one key obvious way to use the platform. But I really want advisors to be able to just squeeze the juice out of it and maximize all that's possible on the platform. What we've talked about is the biggest, are like the biggest features that are the most exciting with the research and the trip notes and the social feedback and and gathering insights. But there's also opportunity to say, hey, has anyone ever been to We Are Africa in Cape Town? Right. Thoughts? Right. Should I go? Is it worthwhile? Has anyone ever been to Duco? <laughs> <laughs> you do, and you can't get out of it. <laughs> you know, has, has, any, is, has every, is Virtuoso Travel Week recommended for brand new advisors, or is it better for more experienced advisors? Has anyone been to Duco? Has anyone been to ILTM? I'm looking for an industry event that is focused on romance travel or family travel. Does that exist? Why, yes, it does. And then right. people can actually, you know, have those conversations as well. So there's a lot that's really possible on the platform. And so on Instagram, that will be my mission is really just kind of sharing all of the little pro tips and features and really like making sure that everyone knows all that there is possible to really squeeze the juice out of this platform and get the most out of a monthly membership.
1: Yeah. And I think it's going to be true that everybody on some level is going to find like their biggest wins with it, right? Like oh mm-hmm. my goodness, in ways that you maybe not ha- haven't even thought of, right? Because right now it's your brain and, and understanding where your pain points are, but we're all coming from slightly different paths and what our pain points are or where we're at in business. You know, A newer advisor versus somebody who's been in the industry for 15, 20 years might use it very differently. But I think there's yes. going to be so many different ways that people are like game changer, life right. hack, like
0: all the right. things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. it's going to be exciting. It is it is my hope that this completes the tech stack for travel advisors. I have felt a gaping hole in the first kind of 30% of the process of our workflow that we've just got you know, Trello and travel joy and Google docs and sticky notes. And my notes are out of control on my phone. You guys app, my screenshots and same. my notes oh my are God.
2: just yeah. out of control. And then I have There's folders like,
1: like saved on Instagram folder, saved on Facebook folder, saved on a random folder on my phone. Like just like all yeah, the things. I'm never
0: looking things. at that.
1: And no, I'm, like, ah, I'm, never
0: looking, yeah. I'm never looking at those ever again. And what I'm actually going to do is like, Hey, Brianna, tell me that thing again that you've yeah. already told me yeah. 12 yeah. times. Like, so I, yeah, I, so that's, that's what everyone can find on Instagram. But the, the plan now, as I sit here today, is that this will be live in early June for all of the Amazing. travel advisors in the universe. And we'll be doing kind of destination sprints because the, the success and the, the, the lifeblood of the platform is the feedback and sharing where we're going, what we're seeing, what we're doing, where our clients are going, what feedback they're sharing. And so when you first get on, you'll be able to research the database. But then adding that additional layer on top of your feedback about these places, about these supplier partners, it's what's really going to bring it to life. So we'll be hosting destination sprints on a regular basis to say like, all right, folks, bring bring yes. in your Italy yes. brains. We're going to get everything we know about Italy. And it'll be just like one full week of just sit down and bash out all your Italy stuff. We'll take a breather for a few weeks in the next month. You know, whatever, whatever the community needs. I think it makes a lot of sense to consider kind of seasonality and what all of our requests, requests are related to at that time of year. But, you know, then the next month might be Peru and then the next month might be Thailand, but whatever it is, we're just everybody putting their heads together in a sort of hive mind fashion mm-hmm. and getting all of our, our ideas and our knowledge and our insights all in one place for the benefit of the community as a whole.
2: Love. So are
0: you this guys going to so sign excited. up? <laughs>
1: I I told you I'm first I don't, in line. I'm gonna think about it a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I am first in line. I want to be. I want to be like. You know, I'm competitive, anyways. I'm like I'm gonna be the number one sign up on the first <laughs> second it's live. Like I said, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Like I am so thankful. Number one that you have the. I guess I would say the heart, the heart to serve the travel community in the way that you do to take on such a large task that, you know, is going to be beneficial for all of us. Thank you for that, because I think it is going to serve us so well. And I'm just so excited to see like what comes of this and what the future holds. It is no easy feat. Building a tech company, you know, like we're over here being travel advisors. That's hard enough. (laughs) And here you are building a tech company. So bravo, hats off. Like you're amazing. I am so sure that the travel community is going to love this thing that is being birthed and is going to get so much use out of it and it's going to make them better at what they do and how they serve their clients. So
0: thank you. Thank you. And thank you to you both and to the entire community, the community and think tank, because for the last year I've I've been talked off a ledge on multiple occasions of like, is this worth it? This is so expensive. This is so daunting. This database is never going to be finished. This is absolutely, this is why no one's ever done this before. <laughs> this is terrible. But anytime I anytime I share this idea, the excitement that I see in travel advisors eyes of having a tool and a platform like this and the ongoing constant text messages I'm getting of like idea for the hive. Have you thought of this? Will this be included? Can we definitely get this information? And I love it. I'm just, I'm like literally just have a running note, making sure that if I've, it's not already on the list that I've created, that I'm adding it in and that passion and that excitement and that support has really gotten me To being able to even have this interview and to be even able to say like it's it's going to be ready, it's ready. We have beta users in the platform right now, and we are gearing up to let to for all travel advisors to access this within the next thirty days. Like that's insane. That's insane to me that I that we've reached this point and that I can finally say that. So Mm -hmm. thank you to you to you both and to everyone listening as well because it felt like I did this alone, but I didn't
2: do this alone. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I love that.
1: You're welcome. Well, guys, that's another episode of Masters in Travel. And I'm not sure how you normally sign off, but. Can thank we just you. get a round of
0: applause for the two awesome guest hosts? Yeah, sure. Why not? And hey, if anyone wants to guest host in the future, like I'm up for a vacation. Yeah. I'm open to this. <laughs> okay, go, everybody go at Kate and Brianna and, and tell them how much you want them to guest host on a bi weekly basis. Got it? Cool. Yay,
2: <laughs> yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Whitney will Thanks, be guys. back.
1: Thanks, guys. Thank you, Whitney, for letting us and trusting us to to share this wonderful, needed podcast and new thing that you're creating with, with your community. So
0: thank you. Happy to do it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Masters in Travel. If you love today's conversation as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and be sure to share this podcast with an advisor who's ready to level up their travel business. If you want more, head over to beamasterintravel.com. On our website, you'll find a free resource library for travel advisors, free community forums where you can ask questions and support your colleagues, and courses and workshops in the Academy Marketplace to support your learning and development as a business owner and as a professional travel advisor. On our website, you can also learn about the Masters in Travel community and think tank, a private community where we collaborate, strategize, and ideate together with advisors working towards similar goals and tackling similar challenges. Learn more and join our community at beamasterintravel.com.